Hey folks, I want to tell you about my good friends at Badger Custom Grips. Uh, if you're tired of your same old boring grips on your revolver and you're ready to add a touch of style and personalization, look no further. Badger Custom Grips is here to revolutionize your shooting experience. Go to www.badgercustomgrips.com today and unleash your creativity if you're not sure where to start. They have a team of experienced professionals led by a passionate Gamecock alumnus and owner ready to assist you every step of the way from choosing the right grip material to designing unique patterns and engravings. They will help you create a one-of-a-kind grip that perfectly matches your revolver. And here's a special offer for all of our listeners. If you use the discount code RISE, that's R-I-S-E, like Carolina Rise, during checkout, you'll get a special discount on your first purchase. So go visit www.badgercustomgrips.com today and explore their extensive selection of custom grips for Smith & Wesson, Colt Revolvers, any other brand you may want. That is Badger Custom Grips, owned again by proud Gamecocks, proud sponsors of Carolina Rise and the Late Night Gamecocks show with Matt Anderson. And now, here's Matt. You're hanging out After Hours with Matt Anderson, presented by Inside the Gamecocks. Welcome into the Late Night Gamecocks show. This is episode 14 of the show, and I'm so glad to be here with you tonight. I'm recording this show on Thursday, July 31st, 2023. As always, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt Anderson, and I am your host for all things Gamecocks After Dark. You can reach me at latenightgamecockshow at gmail.com or on the Big Spur message boards under the username Matt Anderson. A quick reminder, this show records twice per week, usually on Mondays and Thursdays. Again, thank you for joining me tonight, and let's get on to the show. So, kind of crazy here. We're at the end of July. I really thought there were going to be a heck of a lot more commitments in the month of July than what we've seen so far. But at the end of the day, you can't rush a high school recruit. And, you know, while the Gamecocks have lost... You know, a couple of recruiting battles, it's not like the sky is falling by any means at all. Really wanted to talk to you quickly about um, the Chief Sports Network. Um, The Chief Sports Network has arrived. The launch of the Chief Sports Network introduces a new platform for fans of Inside the Gamecocks, the show, and the JC and Morgan podcast. And it promises additional audio content, kind of like this show you're listening to right now. The network is also rolling out the Chief Sports app, offering a one-stop shop for streaming and podcast versions of the shows for mobile and tablet users. This eliminates the need for your YouTube premium or for in in transit or gym listeners. Inside the Gamecocks co-host and Chief Sports founder, Jamie Bradford, he plans to expand the network with a strong starting team, including J.C. Sherbert, Mike Morgan, and Phil Mullinax. At launch, three shows, including Inside the Gamecock Show, The Late Night Gamecock Show, as well as JC and Morgan, will be, will be available on the app, and they will eventually stream live. In addition, the show plans to include regular appearances by ex-Gamecocks Pat DeMarco, Perry Orth, and Michael Flint. JC and Morgan will continue to focus on national co- college football talk, with an emphasis on the Southeastern Conference. Notably, neither show is leaving the 24 Sports Network and will still be available on existing platforms. 
The app is free, thanks to the sponsorship of both shows, and this launch represents the beta version of the app, with more content planned for the future. The Chief Sports app is available for download on both Apple and Google platforms. So, so excited for, for JB. Um, I know this has been a brainchild of him and JC for a long time, and a lot of a lot of work's gone into this on Jamie Bradford's end. And JB, you know, congrats to you. I know that um, this has been a dream of yours for a while, and it's just going to take us even closer to, if not 24-7 Gamecock sports coverage, a heck of a lot of Gamecock sports coverage, which nowadays is so hard to watch ESPN. It's so hard to watch any of these sports networks that, that mix in things that you just don't care about. And for most Gamecock, most Gamecock fans, they care about what's going on with the Gamecocks, getting different voices, different opinions on what's happening. So super excited for the Chief Sports Network, super excited for the Chief Sports app, and I encourage you all to download that on the Apple store or um, Google platforms. So new commitment and some notes on outstanding targets with soon-ish decision dates. So let's start by talking about some more good news outside of um, the Chief Sports Network. It feels like a while since the Gamecocks got some good news on the recruiting trail, but yesterday South Carolina landed Another promising talent for their 2024 class and three-star wide receivers, Marion Lang. Um, he started at Palmetto, Florida, which is the same place that Joe Hills played, if you guys can remember that. Lang has shown a lot of potential with his speed and adaptability. He'll play his senior season at Cardinal Mooney before making the transition to South Carolina post-graduation. Gamecock coaches Torian Gray, Shane Beamer, and Justin Stepp all were big parts in this recruiting effort to secure Lang's commitment. Um, they broke a lull in the Gamecocks 2024 recruiting cycle. As I talked about, it seems like forever since the Gamecocks landed somebody. And even though I'm in the space that I'm in, it still hurts to watch guys go other places. So really excited here for, for Lang. I think that he's a kind of an under the radar guy. He's a guy the Gamecocks have coveted for a few months now, and he's definitely going to start his career at wide receiver with the option of switching to defensive back if it doesn't work out on offense. Lang chose the Gamecocks over Pittsburgh, South Florida, and Kansas State. But I can tell you the Gamecocks have felt good for months now in this recruitment. Like I said, I think that, you know, I think Lang's a bit underrated just outside of the top 500 players in the country. It had been a long time since the Gamecocks got a commitment. I can't remember if it was Matthew Fuller or David Bushy who committed to South Carolina last. So I, mean, I think it was at least a month. So it was nice to get some positive momentum on the recruiting trail again. This is another kid who has worked out for the Gamecocks. And as I always say, trust the camp evaluations. They're usually right. I mean, Clayton White just said that DQ Smith and Nick Imuano Wure, I always, I'm terrible at pronouncing last names, but um, the two safeties that are going to be sophomores for the Gamecocks are probably the two best safeties in the country, and both of those guys were camp evals. And when it comes to Lang, this summer marked the second year in a row that he worked out for South Carolina at summer camp. So thinking about where he might have been last year to where he is now and why the Gamecocks have been after him pretty hard for the past couple months, you can kind of find a way to get excited about a three-star, which... I always tell everybody, a three-star doesn't mean you're a bad player. It actually means you're an above-average player. There are a lot of three-stars that make it to the NFL every year, and 
for this kid to to eventually earn an offer after camping in South Carolina back to back years, I think you have to take that into consideration. But more than that, Lang had a ton of offers, including his finalist of gosh, it was what Pittsburgh, South Florida, Kansas State, the Gamecocks. But he also had offers from Tennessee, Texas A and M, Nebraska, Ole Miss, West Virginia, Miami, Duke, and Louisville. Uh, Lang has also played quarterback and wide receiver over his prep career so far. So I'm not saying get over the moon excited for Lang, but I'm just telling you the Gamecock staff likes him. And if you're the type of person like me who who wants to get excited about guys that the Gamecock coaching staff wants, make sure you remember Lang when you think about what's what's coming next year. Before we get to the cookout notes, let's talk about two players with impending commitments. I'm still not going to rule the Gamecocks out for four-star wide receiver Jonathan Paler. I'm not buying the North Carolina Tar Heel talk right now, and I think this definitely comes down to South Carolina and North Carolina State. The Wolfpack probably have the edge right now, but I really do think it's a small one. I'd say 60-40 NC State right now, but I know that he's still in communication with the Gamecock staff, and there's kind of a quiet optimism that this recruitment could turn back to the Gamecocks before he announces his commitment. But as of today, I lean Wolfpack just a little bit. Like I said, 60-40. His announcement is set for August 4th. That's up one day from his original August 5th announcement date. Paler did visit North Carolina State this past weekend, and it doesn't help that he has a good friend and three-star cornerback. Um, ah, gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he has a kid that's in his ear right now about North Carolina State. And when you look at the difference in recruiting classes between South Carolina and NC State, Jonathan Paler would be the number one player in the recruiting class for NC State, which I think kind of tells you what you need to know about NC State's class versus South Carolina's. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm still hopeful that Paler comes to South Carolina. I think he would be a, a very welcome addition in the wide receiver room and kind of like the gadget room, kind of like a juju yeah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna say a juju. I've talked about A. Sanders, talked about Debo, but he's probably in the mix of a mix of a juju and an ace and a Debo, Debo Samuel. So we'll see what happens to Paler. I know that the Gamecock coaching staff has not given up on him, and they're still working that one hard. Four star running back Daniel Hill, and guys, I'm gonna talk about these guys until they commit. I feel like it's my job to kind of give you the pulse, you know, either weekly or biweekly on these kids. So. Daniel Hill remains uh, Gamecock Alabama battle. He's still a big time priority for the Gamecock staff. And as of tonight, I still like the Gamecock chances to ultimately add him to the fold this year. He's going to announce his decision on August 23rd. And he just came off a visit to Alabama where he did not commit. And the Gamecock staff feels like they're in a really solid spot with Daniel Hill at this moment. But inside the program as well, the feeling is that August could be a big month for the Gamecocks on the recruiting trail. And I've talked about in the past, Gamecocks already have 14 recruits right now, or commitments, I should say. And there's only room for about nine more kids. So when you talk about Daniel Hill, Jonathan Paler potentially, and then obviously Dylan Stewart, Jalewis Solomon, some other guys, there's really not a whole lot of spots left in the class. And I think the Gamecock coaches are are wanting to get these guys in the fold sooner rather than later and be able to focus on this upcoming football season and what the opportunity is for the Gamecocks because the Gamecocks have a have a great opportunity to have a great football season this year. So excited, excited for that. So 
With all of that being said, let's move on to the cookout from this past weekend. I mentioned four-star Jalewis Solomon earlier. For those of you that don't know, we're talking about the class of 2024 at the moment. And there's two really big fish left we haven't talked about being Dylan Stewart and Jalewis Solomon. We'll start with Jalewis Solomon. A six foot one, 185 pound defensive back from Ella, Ellaville, Ellaville, Georgia. Uh, he made it into South Carolina a day early for the cookout and really had the red carpet rolled out for him. The Gamecocks laid out his plan for him being a three and done player at South Carolina and talked about he could ha- how he could have a major NIL brand at South Carolina. A lot of opportunity for these guys, Dylan Stewart and Jalua Solomon, from a from an on-the-field perspective, but also from an NIL perspective. It's been reported that Solomon is down to South Carolina South Carolina and Auburn right now. And while I hear that, I still won't discount Florida State. Auburn's had some success recently on the recruiting trail, flipping five-star wide receiver Perry Thompson from Alabama. So they could be selling kind of like that big movement in recruiting to a lot of these kids right now and trying to kind of put Auburn solidly in the top five, top ten in the recruiting class. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll just have to, we'll have to see what happens. Right now, I, I do like South Carolina's chances, and I know the Gamecock coaches do too. But with Solomon, you never know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm still not discounting Florida State, and I really am – I'm hoping this isn't a blindside surprise commitment to Florida State after essentially eliminating Florida State and having Auburn and South Carolina at the top. Florida State's been there a long time, and Florida State's been a team that he's been very, very high on and, and has called his leader multiple times in the process. So I'm not sure I know exactly what to make of you know South Carolina-Auburn Final Two. I always thought it was going to be South Carolina and Florida State, but recruiting is crazy. Right now, I still like the Gamecocks' chances, and he's going to announce on August 5th. If I had to make a guess, you know, last time I said it would be like 45, 40, 15 or something like that between South Carolina, Florida State, and Auburn. Right now, I'd probably put it at a, a 60, 60% Gamecocks, maybe 20% Auburn, and let's say 20% Florida State. I think it was big that Solomon left Auburn this past weekend after a visit to the Gamecocks and, and did not commit to Auburn and kind of held held firm with his announcement date. So I, I'm just trying to read the tea leaves here. I know that the Gamecocks have felt really, really good about Solomon multiple times throughout his recruiting process. So we'll see what happens on August 5th. And if I hear anything else, I'll definitely share that with you guys as well. Five-star defensive end, Dylan Stewart, uh, six foot five, 235 pounds out of Washington, DC had another great visit to South Carolina I don't know how many times he's been on campus at this point, but it's it's a lot. He ended up staying an extra day, and I think he had his mom on the visit with him. Nothing's changed here, in my opinion. The Gamecocks still lead, and right now I think that the Gamecocks will be his likely choice as things stand today. You're still worried about Ohio State to a certain degree. Maybe Miami. I'm still just not buying that Miami talk, but... Gamecocks have some great NIL packages for Dylan Stewart, and the plan is in place for him to be the rock of the recruiting class, the crown jewel, which I've said every episode I've talked about him. And there's no doubt that Stewart has the best relationship with the Gamecock staff out of all of his suitors. 
Don't discount Ohio State. I think you can kind of discount Miami right now with everything that's going on with their big booster and the trouble he's in at the moment. But I think when it, when we talk about Dylan Stewart, I think a commitment comes before his senior season kicks off. So we're talking about any week now. And I think that he will announce a date that he'll, he'll commit. And once he does that, we'll talk more about Dylan Stewart. But nothing's changed. If anything's changing, I'll let you know. Um, on future episodes. I don't have much to add on late cookout edition Keon Webb, an unranked six foot five, 290 pound defensive lineman from Riverview, Florida. I mean, he had a great time at the cookout and everybody had a great time at the cookout, but the Gamecock coaching staff was supposed to be reaching out to him today to talk about his options at South Carolina. Webb's offer list is mostly the coastal Carolinas, the Charlottes and the Florida Atlantics of the world. So I don't know if the Gamecocks want to see his senior film before making a decision on an offer. And I would hate to say they're ever going to slow play a kid. And I'll say they're not slow playing him because they had him at the cookout. And for the Gamecocks to have any player at the cookout, it kind of tells you everything you need to know about where the Gamecocks intrigue lies with, with certain players. So and moving on to 2025, One of the biggest news items of the weekend was five-star safety Jonte Gilbert backing off his commitment to Ohio State after visiting South Carolina and Georgia Tech over the weekend. So Gilbert, for those of you that don't know, five-star, six-foot-one, 175-pound defensive back. He's from Atlanta, Georgia. And the writing has been on the wall for months now that he would not remain committed to Ohio State. And... Yeah, I don't think this is a situation at all where Ohio State dropped the kid. He's been talking about decommitting for, you know, close to what feels like a year now. I I can't remember the exact amount of time. But the Gamecocks have been trending in the background here for months. I don't think a commitment to South Carolina is necessary imminent. But I would say the Gamecocks are in the driver's seat here as of today. It seems like every visit to South Carolina – he has been closer and closer to decommitting from Ohio State, and it's finally happened. Obviously, with the five-star kid, he has no shortage of suitors. I think you'll see Gilbert visit South Carolina multiple times this season, and it's worth noting that his head his head coach at his high school is um, – I can't remember what his connection is, but he has a connection to South Carolina. So Gamecocks are there. They're right there with Jonte Gilbert. I've seen some talk about Georgia, Georgia Tech, you know, kind of getting in the mix. And no no disrespect to Georgia Tech, but that would be quite the coup if they were able to land a five-star defensive back, even though he is from Atlanta. I think that you're going to see Jonte spend some time, you know, maybe not make another commitment for a couple months, maybe a couple six months, maybe a year. He's got plenty of time to decide what he wants to do. But he's a guy that if he makes it back to South Carolina – you know, his next visit, multiple visits. I wouldn't be surprised if he popped for South Carolina at any point along his visit his visit tree to South Carolina. Six foot five, two hundred and seventy eight pound Jacksonville, Florida native, Solomon Thomas, a top tier five star offensive tackle recruit, also made his first visit to South Carolina for the cookout. Right now it's unclear what the future holds but it appears the Gamecocks left a strong impression. Thomas did really have a lot of good things to say about Lonnie Teasley. 
Obviously, he's the Gamecocks' offensive line coach. He liked how personable he was and his genuine approach. And that's that's one thing that you actually hear about of a, from a lot of recruits when they talk about Lonnie Teasley. There's a reason that Lonnie Teasley was so highly regarded inside the Gamecock coaching staff and why Shane Beamer was completely comfortable with hiring Lonnie Teasley as the offensive line coach this for this season. Solomon Thomas has offers from everyone, but it seems like South Carolina resonated with him, at least this weekend. And we'll see if he gets back to campus. I think he's another guy that's going to come back to campus at some point. That takes us to defensive tackle Amari Adams of Florence, South Carolina. Um, South Florence High School, go Bruins, my alma mater. He is listed at six foot three, 290 pounds, and he is a priority recruit for the 2025 class. Right now, he's ranked 134th overall, but many inside the Gamecock football office think that he is criminally underranked at this point in time. He's a candidate to shoot up the rankings and a kid that, as a Gamecock fan, you should feel really good about. That's about what I can say when it comes to Amari Adams. The visit went extremely well, like all visits to South Carolina do, and he will be back on campus a lot going forward. The Gamecocks are all in on Adams, and if I had a crystal ball, it would be for the Gamecocks with a confidence of eight or nine. But there's a there's a lot of time left in his recruitment, and he's a kid with offers from the Alabamas, the Auburns, the Clemsons, the Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Arkansas of the world. I mean, essentially, you name the school, and he has an offer. But really excited about Amari Adams, really excited about his potential to follow Lenore Sellers, the University of South Carolina, um, from, like I said, my alma mater, South Florence High School. Unranked. Demarcus Leach, a six foot two, 180 pound safety from Abbeville, South Carolina, is another kid that had a great visit. Um, the coaches showed him a lot of love, and I think that in his mind, the visit was as close to perfect as it could be. And Leach is a kid that Clemson has been sniffing around on. So, in my opinion, it was imperative for the Gamecocks to get an early relationship with him, continue nurturing that relationship. Uh, he's an in state talent. He's a kid that the Gamecock staff likes a whole lot entering his junior year of high school. And, you know, Abbeville is a school that I have learned recently talking to some folks that, you know, can produce some talent. So excited to see what happens with Demarcus Leach. Excited that he made it to the cookout. Another unranked kid that visited for the cookout was Tayshawn Alston, who's a six foot four, 205 pound defensive end from Henderson, North Carolina. He's a kid that I could see being ranked very highly by the by the time things are said and done. A kid who's kind of filled out for his frame already, but has a ton of room to grow even more. He had a great visit, said it felt good getting back to Columbia. Look for him to take some more visits to South Carolina this season. And he's a he's a kid I just I, w- I would you know just remember his name. I think that despite being unranked right now, I don't think we've heard the last of Tayshawn Alston. Five-star, six-foot-four, 270-pound Savannah defensive lineman, Elijah Griffin. We had to talk about Elijah Griffin. It was huge that he was able to visit the South Carolina Gamecocks during their recent cookout event. This is now the fifth trip to USC for Elijah Griffin, and he's currently ranked the second overall prospect in the nation according to 24 Sports Composite. 
Even with offers from Alabama and Georgia, among others, Griffin has shown consistent interest in South Carolina. The Gamecocks are certainly a serious contender for one of the country's top talents. So just stay tuned as this develops. It's never going to be easy to get a, a, a top five, number one, number two, number three overall player in the country. But I do think the Gamecocks laid out a, a really fun plan for Elijah Griffin, a fun plan for Dylan Stewart, and kind of talking about what could be over the next few years of South Carolina getting guys like this and on top of Amare. You know, it's uh, it's something to keep in mind, and the Gamecocks are, are fantastic at kind of melting stories together and telling a story for multiple players to um, feel good about their time, you know, potentially as a Gamecock. There was one surprise this past weekend, and that was top 40 in the country, six foot one, 197-pound 197 four-star linebacker Tavion Wallace from Jessup, Georgia. What makes it interesting is, is um, Wallace is actually a teammate of USC commitment Matthew Fuller, despite being heavily pursued by you know the Auburn and Florida states, which you know that's kind of been where his recruitment has been. Wallace's visit to South Carolina it could lead to a you know a possible shift in his recruitment. He described his visit as being really good, pretty good. Um, he praised the genuine nature of the Gamecock coaches. Wallace currently doesn't have any other trips scheduled and remains uncertain about South Carolina's role in his decision. But I wanted to mention him since he made it. He made a visit. We'll see what happens with Tavion Wallace, another guy just to keep in the back of your head right now because you just never know what's going to happen this upcoming football season. And and despite you know talking a lot about Auburn and Florida State, he he definitely has Matthew Fuller in his ear, and we we'll see what happens. The last guy we're going to talk about in the 2025 class is four-star running back out of Greer, South Carolina. Um, we're talking about five foot ten, 164-pound Ladanian Martin. Martin does not have an offer from the Gamecocks right now, but he does have offers from Tennessee and Louisville. But South Carolina, as always, is going to be very particular about their in-state offers, and they're going to want to make sure that they're in a position to accept a commitment from any in-state player that they offer. So Martin is on the smaller end, but if you're asking me, he's a guy that I think the Gamecocks should go ahead and pull the trigger on and offer. He's he's good enough in my opinion. I'll just I'll just leave it at that. So the big news, and this is big news. We're, we've moved on to the recruits that are from the 2026 class, and the. Uh, the highlight for me is Landon Duckworth. Um, Landon Duckworth is a 2026 quarterback out of Jackson, Alabama. He had a great visit to South Carolina for the annual July cookout. And in quick fashion, he has a commitment scheduled for August 4th. And coming off the cookout, coming off the vibes that you know were, were put out with Landon Duckworth, the Gamecocks staff, I would be surprised if the Gamecocks were not the pick. He enjoyed spending time with the Gamecock coaches, appreciated that they let him know that he would be the quarterback of choice for his recruiting class. I was not expecting a commitment this soon from him, but it certainly looks like he will be the first commitment for the 2026 class. And obviously with an announcement date of August 4th, it looks like it'll be very soon. It's not often that kids commit this early, but the six foot three, 187 pound Duckworth is ready to make his commitment 
and the Gamecocks will certainly take him if he chooses to be a Gamecock this early. Duckworth boasts offers from Arkansas, Florida, Mississippi State, Nebraska, TCU, and Texas A&M at this extremely early point in his recruitment. But getting him in the class this early will certainly set the tone for the 2026 class as quarterbacks are often the linchpin for other talented players that want to jump in the boat. As a freshman in high school, he completed 98 of 182 passes with 1,985 passing yards, 20 touchdowns versus 7 interceptions to go along with 355 rushing yards and 8 rushing touchdowns. Watching his highlights, the first thing that pops on tape is a designed 100-plus yard touchdown run where he bursts through his hole and gets to the open field. And by the time he gets across the goal line, the closest person is 10-plus yards behind him, you know, as he crossed the goal line. So I'm not going to say he has, like, Michael Vick speed, but he definitely has enough speed to outrun 11 other guys 100-plus yards. On the next play in his highlight video, and I encourage you guys to go watch this. Um, For me, it was just fun to, to see such a young player at his height and his weight just to see what he could do. But the next play on the highlight, he runs to his left and tosses up an easy 55-yard pass from his own end zone for another TD. So back-to-back 100-yard plays for touchdowns on his highlight video. And obviously the highlights are there, and there's still three years for him to grow before he enters college. But it's going to be a big get if it comes to fruition when it comes to Landon Duckworth, a guy that I'm really excited about potentially being a Gamecock. South Carolina offered 2026 offensive lineman Tyler Morrell out of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, while at, while he was at the cookout. Morrell goes Merrill goes six foot five, three hundred ten pounds. He had, he had a lot of good things to say about South, the South Carolina program post visit, and the Gamecocks are his first SEC offer. He's another kid that I think you might see take more visits to South Carolina of the unofficial variety over the next couple of years. I definitely don't think this is the last time you're going to see Tyler Merrill or Morrell Merrill. You guys know about last names, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see him on campus, you know, more in the future. Six foot four, 325 pounds, St. Stephen, South Carolina offensive lineman Desmond Green. He's a kid that's had a Gamecock and a Georgia Bulldog offer since June. He also attended the cookout and had a great time. I'll say this a few more times, but it's really early with these kids from 2026. But getting them to campus so early and building that relationship is so big at this stage in their recruitment. Desmond Green is a kid that's going to have offers from all the who's who in college football when it's all said and done. The Gamecocks did a great job here recruiting the player and the family on this visit. And he's another one. I'm just telling you, expect him back for some home games this season in South Carolina. He's right down the road in St. Stephen. It's not too far of a drive. can get there in one day and back. And I think you'll see him in, on the sidelines and in the recruiting section at Williams-Brice Stadium numerous times this upcoming season. So this takes us to Richmond, Virginia, offensive tackle Darius Gray. Darius Gray stands at 6'3", 190 pounds, and also had a great visit. He talked about the coaching staff and how they really treated him like family. And that's going to be a recurring theme here from the cookout. Shane Beamer and his staff are really good recruiters, but at the end of the day, their honesty and just disposition of just being transparent 
allows for great opportunities to build relationships at events like these cookouts. Also, it's never a bad thing when a kid brings his mom and girlfriend on a visit, especially when his girlfriend's dream school is South Carolina. They took a tour of campus before enjoying the cookout, and he definitely felt at home at South Carolina. So remember the name Darius Gray, 6'3", 190 pounds. And I got to be wrong on that. He's got to be like 290. I can't imagine he's 190 pounds. I'm going to look that up right now because I just cannot believe that. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of this stuff on my notes. I'm doing this a lot a lot of this stuff just um, off the cuff, kind of a mix and match. But let's see. What is Darius Gray? Yeah. Six foot three, two hundred and ninety pounds. Wow, my notes, my notes got kind of kind of jumbled there. That's what you do for not typing your notes out on a computer. However, like I said, not a bad thing that he brought his mom and his girlfriend. Girlfriend wants to go to South Carolina, so keep an eye on Darius Gray, six three, two hundred and ninety pounds. Jazavion Currents, Jazavion Currents is a six foot two, six foot three, hundred ninety five pound cornerback from Rock Hill. Plays his high school ball at South Point, which has been good to South Carolina over the years. Currents um, really enjoyed seeing the football facility. And for a kid from South Point to see that, it, I mean, a kid from anywhere to see that football facility, that is the one thing that Will Muschamp left South Carolina in amazing, amazing repair. Um, so, so thankful for that that practice facility. Uh, Currents got a lot of love from Coach Beamer, Coach Gray. And with his dad being a football coach, I think the coaches spent a lot of time talking football X's and O's with his dad while on campus. Campus, Currents might be the next big defensive back from South Point. We'll have to wait and see. And as always, it's it's good to get a coach's son on your team. So, Xavion Currents, remember the name. This is a name that I got to figure out. Maybe I'll ask JC next time he's on the show. But I'm going with Genevieve Carr. Uh, he's an up-and-coming offensive lineman from Ocala, Florida, and he's catching a lot of attention right now in the national national scene. He's part of the 2026 class like all these guys are, and South Carolina has made it very clear that they're, they're really interested. Uh, he spent a couple of days on the Gamecocks campus recently. He, he got a feel for the facilities. He kind of worked out with the coaching staff, met with the coaching staff, and everybody was impressed by him. He's six foot four, three hundred and ten pounds. You got Florida, Florida State, West Virginia, South Carolina, all really going after this kid pretty hard right now. But South Carolina staff did leave a strong impression, uh, particularly with his family. So as things unfold, he's got plans to make two more trips to Columbia this fall to see the Gamecocks in action. And right now, he's planning to see him against Florida and Clemson. Another guy to keep an eye on right now. And I don't know much more than this, but Brody Keefe is a six foot two, hundred and eighty-five pound wide receiver from Charlotte, North Carolina. He's got offers from Georgia, NC State, Ohio State, Virginia Tech, South Carolina. I don't have much on him other than he learned a lot about the program, spent some time with the Gamecock coaches, and, and South Carolina is definitely interested in Brody Keefe. Working our way through here. Yeah, let's see. So looking at my notes now, to, to tie a bow on the weekend, here's the full list of cookout attendees as I know of them. And um, that's just up tonight. Maybe I'll find out some other guys that were there that I missed out on. And anyone we didn't get to tonight will surely be touched on in future shows one way or another. But when you look at the 2024 class attendees, you had Dylan Stewart, Jalewis Solomon, Keon Webb. We talked about all of those guys. 
Mazio Bennett, Wendell Gregory, David Busey, and Matthew Fuller were all there as commitments. So it's always fun when you get commitments there to kind of tell the narrative and tell the story of what they want their recruiting class to be. In 2025, you had Elijah Griffin, Amari Adams, Ethan Barber, who's a guy I heard had a really good visit. He's a Gamecock legacy. I should have mentioned him earlier. But Ethan Barber's a Gamecock legacy, a tight end. He's going to be a four-star guy. So keep an eye on him. Solomon Thomas, we talked about Jonte Gilbert. While he didn't attend for the cookout, he was there a day a day early. Bryce Davis, Thomas Blackshear, A.J. Brand, Tyshawn Alston, Demarcus Leach, Ladanian Martin, Edward Coleman V, Tavion Wallace, Charlandon Strange, Garrett Gordham Jr., Isaiah Gibson, Keegan Chambers. Um, so those are the 2025 guys. And like I said, I, I I didn't get news and notes on all of these guys. I wish I could have, and I wish I could have brought that to you. But these are the guys that I at least heard something about. And then 2026, you had Darius Gray, Desmond Green, Landon Duckworth, Genevieve Carr, Corbin Fordham, Brody Keefe, and Javion Current. So out of that, I think we got some news and notes on 60 to 70%. Of the guys that were there, maybe more. I didn't. I didn't look at the numbers, but I wanted everyone to know the all the prospects that were there, regardless of what news and notes I have on them. But it was just a super solid list of players. And remember, like I said earlier, the relationships that either started or were further enriched over the weekend will go a long way in future recruiting classes. So expect to see a lot of those guys on campus in the coming seasons. Really just excited about the Dylan Stewart's, the Jalewis Solomons, um, Mazio Bennett, Wendell Gregory, David Butchie, Matthew Fuller. We can't forget our current commitments right now. And then thinking about Dylan Stewart, thinking about Jalewis Solomon, thinking about Daniel Hill, still potentially Jonathan Paler, just a lot of guys that are still out there and, and that's not even everybody. As we talked about a couple of episodes ago, there are still 9 to 12 guys that are known that the Gamecocks are, are likely going to go after. And we'll just have to see, well, I should say continue to go after. And we'll just have to see what transpires with those kids. And then we'll have to wait and see who pops up. There's going to be a lot of kids that pop up. I know the Gamecocks are still actively recruiting some players that are committed to other programs right now. And they're trying to have a little flip season potentially. So just remember the Gamecocks have a great recruiting class right now. I'm going to pull it up really quick while I'm got the computer up. The Gamecocks now have the number 24 recruiting class in the country with 14 commitments of the four star variety and six commitments of the three star variety. And if you look at average rankings per player, let's just look really quick. The Gamecocks are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So looks like 16th overall in a per-player rating. But if you look at it, Gamecocks have 14 commits, 20, 22, 24, 17, 26, 20, 18, 19, 17, 21 commits, 14 commits, 16 commits, 14 commits, 26 commits, and 19 commitments. So just want to you know point out that even though the Gamecocks have the 24th best overall recruiting class, the 15th or 16th, whatever I said, best average star rating class, 
The Gamecocks only have 14 commitments, and that's by far the fewest amount of commitments of any of these teams that are ranked ahead of them on a per-player basis. So you added Dylan Stewart to this list, and you're going to see the Gamecocks jump ridiculously high in the recruiting rankings. You couple that up with a Daniel Hill, a Lewis Solomon, and for all of those Gamecocks that were kind of wringing their hands after the Gamecocks were you know, fourth overall in the country in recruiting, fifth overall, then eighth, then 11th, then 12th, now 24th. Just remember the recruiting process is a long grind. And there are still, you know, we're talking about potentially 9, 10, 11 kids that are still going to join this class. So just remember, uh, we got football season coming up. We're in the dog days of summer. It's, it's, it's really easy just to sit there. And, you know, I'm not saying that you guys are complainers, but there are some folks that if you surround yourself with them on the message boards and around that just will find the negative in everything. And I encourage you all to find the positive in this because the Gamecocks are in a really strong position. And I wouldn't trade this recruiting class for any recruiting class that I can remember the Gamecocks have had in you know my 34 years of life at this point in the recruiting recruiting calendar. So stay excited. Get excited for Gamecock football. Uh, next episode, I'm going to do a deep dive into the Georgia State game. I, I feel like it's important to do a deep dive into as many games as I can. I'm going to try and hit all of them before the regular season starts. I should be able to, and especially with have, with having some some fall some fall preseason talk that's going to be mixed in. Probably not a heck of a lot of recruiting outside of a handful of guys until the season starts. We should be able to do some deep dives into some games this season or from this past season and kind of preview this upcoming year. And I'm excited to give my predictions. I'm excited to break down everything that's going to happen from fall practice to inside scuttlebutt to stuff that we hear kind of breakout players, just get you guys ready for college football season. But that's all the time we have for tonight. I cannot wait to talk to you all on Thursday. Like I said, I'll be doing a deep dive in the Gamecocks game against Georgia state. Maybe Arkansas as well. It just depends on what comes out between now and then. But and then we'll start the countdown to the 2023 season. And really excited for that. I think it's always fun. If you guys get some free time, go guys and gals, um, make sure you go watch some of the old games. Watch your favorite ones. I mean, heck, especially Clemson, Tennessee. Those were really, really fun. And you can watch the first half of Notre Dame. That was a lot of fun. But I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And I look forward to catching up with you all on Monday or Thursday. Talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.